welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 verse, verse 27, 28, Matthew chapter 11 verse 27. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That verse 29 is where I was going. He said, take, he said, take my yoke upon you. And, and what? And, and what? Learn from me. Learn from me. The original, put the original King James, unless you have pushed it. For, I said, and learn of me. Learn from me is the normal way the human mind thinks about things. But it's a learn of me. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, it says that, put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So go to verse 23. I want to show you something quickly. Let's start from verse 22 or 21. 21, 20 But you have not so learned Christ. It's like he's a book, we learn him. And he said, come and learn of me. When you read from verse 17, he's talking about how we should, we should not be like the unbelievers whose minds are blind. Verse 17 says that, this is therefore, that's why the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles in the futility of their minds. <laughs> it's interesting, verse 18. Verse 18 says that, so having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. They are aliens when they talk about the life of God. Unbelievers are aliens. So they can't understand where, the way. That's why they can't get the things we do. If we, we, we make an attempt to win them by our appeal, we'll be shooting ourselves in the foot. Because what is appealing to an unbeliever is not what God presents. Because an unbeliever is alien. He's an alien to the life of God. So he doesn't actually know about it. Let alone to begin to want it. So when the church tries to appeal, when I say appeal, to be appealing to the world, we are losing it. Isn't it interesting that in some of the things I'm learning, as I walk with him, I'm learning him. Learning of Christ. The strength of religion is behavior and character. But the strength of godliness is insight. It's your insight that makes you unique and that makes you be able to do things with God or God do things. It's your insight. It's not your character. But Suffice it to let you know that your insight will always have an invariable n- positive impact on your character. Say insight. So when we gather here in, the, in church, it's not just to study theology. We don't come to study the- we, 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 we Because we are people of faith, we must have theology. Because faith is nonsense outside of facts. Your faith must have a platform. Faith in what? The what is what is called theology. But does that make sense? I have faith in Jesus. Who is Jesus? Well, I have faith in the chair. What's the chair? Okay, so it's different from what we... 
You know, so theology helps you to come to grips with the things that we believe in. Like gratuitous belief. Or it becomes superstition. Superstition is belief without reason. Yeah. Just take it like that because I think that should be. Belief without reason. But faith is different from superstition. Faith is belief with reason and facts. That is why everything recorded in scripture is factual, authentic, and provable. Every, listen, every name, I've not started my, my teaching yet. Every name mentioned in scripture is not fable. It's not, the, the script, he says, we are not telling you fables. Peter said, in, in, I think first Peter or second Peter, he said, we are not telling you fables. We are eyewitnesses of the things we are telling you. This, the, the text of scripture is not fables. Uh, so, Job. Job, sometimes people think it's just, a, he's a mythical, it's a myth. And the way when we were growing, Cinderella. These are fables. Cinderella, Jack and the Beanstalk. Fee, foo, foo, foo. These are fables. And... But the Bible, the, the stories in the Bible are, are lives that have been lived. So that is why I believe with all my heart. It cannot happen. It can never happen. But I believe in all with all my heart. What the way we are pursuing God. Some of us, the way we are pursuing God. If we lived in the days of Moses, they would have written about us too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you would have made it into the Bible. Hallelujah. <laughs> So it's your insight. It's your insight. Now, so one, I discovered that is insight. And I this insight, as I'm learning of Christ, makes me know that I do not have to target people with eloquence or with the style of our teaching. The style of our message is not what makes the difference for people. It is the substance, the content. Because if you are a newscaster and you are just focused on the polishing of your face and making, putting bling on your teeth and how you see. Now after that, what are you going to tell us? Tell me something. I'm not interested in your gimmicks and stuff. So he said, we did not come to you with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but we came to you with the demonstration of Holy Ghost and that your faith will not rest. You see, your faith must have a platform. Your faith will not rest in human wisdom, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. Your faith can't really rest in human wisdom. That is why he said, for the preaching I had told me, the preaching of the gospel is foolishness, but it pleased God that through the foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. Doesn't have to be appealing. It has to be a message from the commissioner. That's why I said, how can they preach except they be saved? Is the preaching by the saint ones that generate the faith to be saved? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. 
So we are here to learn of Christ. Someone say insight. So we are going for, and insight is not just taking, it is giving. You can't do it without the Holy Spirit. He said, I've got a lot of things to tell you, but you can't take it. John chapter 16, verse 13. I've got so much to tell you, but you can't take it. You can't take it. Yeah, verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you can't. Now you can't take it. Because these things are spiritually designed. They are spiritually designed. So he said, because it is foolishness to the natural mind. Then how come God has given us a message to save the natural man? And we are trying to appeal to their natural mind. Meanwhile, we just read in Ephesians that their understanding is darkened. Second Corinthians 4, 4, let the light of the glorious God, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, let the light, that's the, the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of, should shine on them. And there's another one I said, we said that God who commanded the, the light to shine in darkness has shined in our hearts. Hallelujah. So it takes illumination. Say illumination. It, it takes the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 2, says, <laughs> chapter 2 verse 13, it says that uh, verse 12, uh, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might, why have we received that we might, I like this text, man. That, hey, I want, today, you know, I want to finish my message and on the heavenlies. Heavenly. We are going to heaven. Amen. Amen. We are going to heaven. Right. Heaven on earth. That's where we are going. But then that we might know the things that have freely been given to us by God. So without the Spirit, there's no way you can know. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Then look at the verse 13. I like the word, the verse 13. It says that these things we speak. So you can't be quiet about it. This is speak not in words which man's wisdom. You see, this thing about man's wisdom, man's wisdom, the human, the things we go to school, we are trained with. The things they are coming, that are given to us by our education. That's why when someone thinks it's well, so highly educated, it doesn't get, the fact that you are highly educated doesn't mean you are, you are spiritually sensible. You can be highly intellectual and highly educated and you are, you are still a fool. Yeah, there's a difference between wisdom and cleverness. The devil is clever, he's not wise. God is wise. Bible talks in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 that the manifold, the multifarious, the many-sided wisdom of God. God is wise. The wisdom of God. And that's why every Christian must desire wisdom from God. Because you can't shine in life with, you can't excel above others with common sense. Because it's common sense. He wants to shine with common sense. No, you can't shine with common sense. You need wisdom. <laughs> the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, is that these things we speak not with wisdom, uh, not with worth, man's wisdom teaches, but uh, with the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things. So it's, that's what we, we, we transact. When you, to be honest, sometimes the stock market, Sometimes when they show us the, you know, these stockbrokers and so many screens and then they are calling, they are making for, sometimes if you are not familiar with the job, yeah, what, what's going on? Why, why has one person got so many screens? How is he able to read all of that? And they can talk to the other guy, check this one, they're talking to him and then they are, they are watching it. And, and now, 
what they are comparing screens to screens comparing now if you don't even understand one screen you can't move on to the other one where you start from spiritually matters it affects the, the smoothness of your journey who teaches you matters I don't know what you, be, you, be, you should be doing in a church that can teach you the, the oracles of God. Church is for that, fundamental. It's not for socialization. <laughs> it's a, I'll give them pastors after my head. Who will teach them, feed them? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17, verse 17, uh, verse 16 says, No angels is, is gave the help to. But they uh, give the help to the sons of Abraham. We, the sons of Abraham. That's verse 16. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, uh, but uh, he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Verse 17 says that. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. Say brethren. brethren. Say brethren. brethren. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made... He had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God and to make propitiation for the, for the sins of the people. He had to be like them in all things. He, he had to step where we, we step. He had to sit where we sit. So that, that's why he became a human being, so that he can identify with us in order to secure himself the qualification to be our priest, our high priest. Because it says that Hebrews chapter 5 verse 1, it talks about how for every high priest is taken from among men. So how can you be a high priest who is not from amongst men? He must be from amongst us. So Jesus had to be one of us in, in order to be able to represent us. And because he was called to be a high priest, he had to be like us. All right. So verse 17 of Hebrews chapter 2, he says that, therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. Say his brethren. He had to be made like his brethren. That, why? Why did he have to be made like that? that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. When we talk about merciful, how many of us agree with me uh, that Jesus Christ is the God-man? God-man. So when you talk about he was fully man and he was fully God. And so when we talk about his high priest, they were merciful and a faithful high priest, we are talking about merciful had to do with him as a, a man. He's a man who can understand. Faithful had to be with God, his, his deity, his godness. Because when you talk about faithfulness, you are talking about delivery. With God, all things are possible. The Bible says that faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. The Bible says his name, who, Revelation, whose name is faithful. So his faithfulness has to do with his deity and his merciful, that being merciful has to do with his humanity. So that he can be a merciful and a faithful high priest. Faithful to the task. He can represent us. He can stand for us. He can defend us. I like the way 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 puts it. He says that we, we have an advocate with the Father. I've written this thing to you that you may not sin. And if any sins, we have an advocate. You know who an advocate is? An attorney. Someone who speaks on your behalf. An attorney. He's speaking on your behalf. And then when he finishes, he'll be paid. 
But Jesus paid with his blood so he can speak on your behalf. The Bible talks about he being the captain of our salvation. He saved us. Now he's leading us out into glory, leading us into heaven. Now, someone stops us and says, why are you going to that our captain? You have to ask my captain. And anyone who dares stand before Jesus said, why are you setting them free? He said, I bought their liberty with my blood. He's the captain of our salvation. That he might be a, a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. Might be a, that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Last week I touched on it. You remember propitiation? Um, that is like atonement is not the most accurate word. Actually, propitiation, to, to propitiate, appease wrath. All right, to appease wrath. To make peace, all right, to appease the wrath of uh, blood must speak. All right, so the sins that we have committed, there's propitiation in the blood of Christ so that we can enjoy mercy. So as I told you last week, the act of the covenant had some stuff inside. The, the rod of Aaron that budded, he had the manna in the golden, the manna in the pot, and then he had the Commandments, then commandments, the commandments of God were in it. And then on top of it was the lid, which is called the mercy seat. And then when the high priest enters the holies of holies once a year to present the blood of atonement, he puts the blood on the mercy seat. He puts the blood on the mercy seat. It's not a chair, but it's there. So what is in the ark before it deals with us? And the Bible says that the angels on each side of the mercy seat. So what is in the ark? For God to deal with us, he had to deal with us through mercy. How many of you agree with me? You claim you are a Christian. You claim you are a Christian, as they tell you. You claim you are a Christian. You say you are a Christian. Look at the way you have behaved. You call yourself a Christian. Look at what you just said. Look at what you just did. Look at what you just drank. Hey. Ta, 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 ta. You claim you are a Christian. And so sometimes, some of these things, we are coming, approaching God, and they, they linger, it's like shadow behind us, and you feel like you are, you are most uh, unsuitable to approach the throne of grace. He said, come boldly before the throne of grace. Come boldly, that you may obtain mercy. Why mercy? Because he, in Romans chapter Romans chapter 3, verse 25. I like that. I think so. Yes. Who God set forth as propitiation by his blood. God set Jesus forth as propitiation by his blood. Through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness. In his forbearance, God has passed over sins that were previously committed. Hallelujah. <laughs> but he did that. There must be grounds for him to pass over the sins. That's the propitiation. So he appeared with his own blood. And he, he said, that is it, God. That's why he's able to save to the uttermost. That is why he is our faithful and merciful high priest, speaking on your behalf regularly. Because what bars you from going before God is your sin. Your sin. But there is, an, there is a, a Bible says that there is one God. Bible says there is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man Jesus, in the book of Timothy 2.5, 
There is one God and one mediator. Is that, is that something you can understand by one God? I was always saying the Holy Ghost is God. And, see, if you want to get understand how God, who God, how he is, then that's a different thing. But there's one God. Let me remember to say, we say one God. One God. Propitiation. So there's one God between God and man, the man Jesus. So he stays in between us. That's why I said, come in. We pray in his name. We approach the throne of grace in his name, in him. Read your Bible very carefully. You always find in him, through him, in him, through him. If, if any man be in Christ, he said, it's when you are in Christ, it's not when you are not in Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. I like that text so much, that scripture. Verse 18 and verse 19, it says that, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself, through, through who? See that through that? Through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of Look at verse 19. Look at verse 19. I like this. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Watch this. Not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us. Now, it's not saying that the whole world, God is not counting their trespass against them. It is the in Christ that makes him not impute your trespass against you. So it is all in Christ because why? He shed his blood to propitiate God. Propitiate God. Behold the Lamb of God, John 1, 29, who takes away the sins of the world. And so he says that for he had to be like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Verse 18. Verse 18, yeah. Verse 18 said, let's all read it out loud. Are you ready? Yes. All right, let's go. Yes. One more time. They're being tempted. For he himself, for in that he himself has suffered. Okay. He went through certain difficulties. Now, does that mean that when the temptation came, he suffered? Meaning that the suffering there has to do with the feelings. The, the, the challenge of feelings and the, either your feelings went up or down. He felt like Jesus cried when wept when Lazarus died. That was temptation. He felt it. He felt it. He was human. He was thirsty. He was hungry. They beat him. He died. So he himself has suffered. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted. It has given him the audacity, the ability to aid. Say aid. aid. The original word, I mean, in King James, uses, I think it's King James, uses the word S-U-double-C, yeah, Saka. Saka. Or the American would say secure. <laughs> secure. Saka. He's able to saka. When the word the word tempted, tempted sounds like P I E R O R A Z O. Pirazo. Pirazo tempted. He was brought under pressure. You know, some things brought out to, to that made him not happy. When I say not happy, it's like, it's, this shouldn't be like that. So he's, he felt it. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? He himself was pure as well. He was dead. He's also able to aid, succor, help, give aid. So you are in it, and then stretch his hand towards you. Come, help you to climb. Yeah, come. Give aid because he's been there to help those who have been tempted. Uh, is anyone here who get tempted? One of the easiest ways of tem- avenues of temptation for the devil. You really want to forgive your emotions are messing you up. And some of us only forgive based on the feelings. Being tempted. Being tempted. He's able to aid you. He's able to. You're trying to get up, but you're struggling. He's able to aid you. We have a sucker in Christ. Sucker in Christ. Is able to boethio, that's the Greek word, boethio, boethio, boethio. That's a very interesting word. You want to think about how to spell it, just write it the way you hear it. <laughs> I think it's B, B-O-E and then theo, like T-H-E-O, theo, theo, T-H-E-O. The Greek words are very, theo, boethio. To help, to sucker. You can't go down when you have Jesus. That is why, does it make sense when the Bible says that? But with the temptation, there's no temptation that has come your way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, said there's no temptation that has come your way, which is too much for you to bear. There has no no temptation, no temptation has overtaken you except such, uh, such as is common to man. Say common. Come on. You, when you go through challenges, you have to commonize your challenge. This one is common. Don't specialize as for me, but you don't understand for me. Oh, come on, come on. No, 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 no. Just commonize it. <laughs> because it's common to man. If you were in the moon, then it's common, common to man. Even the moon, someone has been there. Common to man. So he says that no temptation has come to you except that which... It's common. It is we who specialize it. But it's always arrived commonized. <laughs> Do you understand? It, by the time it's arriving, it's already common. You know when you buy some food, it says they're ready to eat. You don't have to go and cook it again. Just ready to eat. Salad, ready to eat. You don't have to go and now wash it. It's ready to eat. Just pour it on your rice and or your chicken and then start ready to eat. It came ready to eat. It's already common. Uh, yes, yes. Am I, who are we talking about? Who are you talking to, Pastor? Yes, it's you. <laughs> you. Your problem, the things you call t- challenges, they are common. Others are going through and making, doing well. Oh, yeah. I. <laughs> so you think everybody is failing under that condition? No, it's only you. And you don't have to fail because he says that with the temptation, listen to that, he said with the temptation, he also makes a way of escape. So if you, are go, you, got, you get caught, it's your fault. He says that, but God is faithful. See, see? <laughs> God is faithful. Someone say God is faithful. God is faithful. You remember merciful and faithful high priest? Say God is faithful. God is I told you the faithfulness has to do with his divinity. God is faithful. Put it on the screen again, please. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to? But with the temptation, 
So your tentation say, I can't do anything about this. Um, no, no, no. There is a, there's a way of escaping that temptation. Yeah. <laughs> it came with it. Sister, you don't have to collapse under the temptation. Don't give in. That's a way of escape. Don't say, oh, I can't do anything again. As for this one, ah, it's too much. What is too much? It's too common you should be saying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. How does this start chapter 3, verse 1? Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Let's all read it out loud together. Can't you see? This is loaded. Exciting. Therefore, holy Hagios. Holy. Who? Why? I think he made a mistake. You, holy brethren. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 27, he called us holy again. Some translations omit the holy. But it's the 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 27. He calls us holy brethren. This thing I'm telling you, commit to the holy, read it all to the holy. He said that I charge you by the Lord Jesus Christ that this epistle be read to all the holy brethren. <laughs> That's another one. This is exciting. But holy brethren, someone say holy. Holy. What does, what's the meaning of holiness? Holy, holy, holy means separated, set apart. So holiness is not so much as, as not initially, fundamentally has to do with character, as it has to do with godliness. Godness, the godness. Because there's no one holy except God. So in fact, and it says that because God, I am I'm God, First Peter chapter 1 verse 16, he said, he said, I am holy, therefore be ye holy, for I am holy. Because it's written, be holy, for I am holy. See, so our holiness is derived from his holy. That's why you can't be without the Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit to walk holily. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, we have been saved from the penalty of sin. It's called justified. Saved from the penalty of sin. Justified, saved from the power of sin, they call sanctified. Sanctification has to mean that sin can arrest you. And you say, No, you have to do it. You have to do it. Say, no, I can't do it. You have to do it. And you feel, No, I can't do it. But you, you can't have power to override. No, you have been saved from the power of sin. Sin doesn't have dominion on you again when you are sanctified, when you are in Christ. But you first have to be justified so that he empowers the Holy Spirit that will make you holy, make you live holy. So he says, holy brethren, call all of us holy. He should have said, therefore, some of you, holy brethren, sir, you know, is that, but call all of us. Can you imagine, you're also part of it. Hey, you. <laughs> I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, he included you among the holy brethren. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, it's the brothers who don't know you, but you know yourself. Yeah, 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 You know if they find out about you, no one would like to sit near you in church. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you look like it, but you know that 
where you were coming from, and every now and then, the kind of temptation you acquiesced or you yield to is very concerning. Yeah. You, and he didn't say that some of you, but he said all of us, he added you to, you should be saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he added you to, all of us. He added us. Because we all come under the covering of his blood. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Yum, 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 yum. I can't go on to the apostle and the high priest. Jesus is an apostle, the high priest. Then I'll talk about confession. Apostle and high priest. But partakers, it's like we are all part of it. We are sharing it. We are shareholders. We are inside the thing. Partakers. We have legal rights. And in the book of Hebrew, he's used partakers and partners. Partakers and partners. And a little why? Partakers of the heavenly calling. Called? Talking about all of us. Called? Yes, we are. For those he foreknew. He also predestined, Romans chapter 8, verse 29, to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. And if you are part of the brethren, you see that word brethren, holy brethren? Oh. <laughs> you see the brethren? Hallelujah. Because his brethren, the children were flesh and blood, he also shared in the same, that through death he might deliver the world. And it says that, for, and then verse 13 of Hebrews chapter 2, for he is not ashamed to call them brethren, Dream. And then when we go to the verse 17, he says that uh, because his brethren, in as much as is that in verse 17 of that he said, all things, he had to be like his brethren. Then chapter 3 says, Oh, therefore, holy brethren. And then the Romans is telling us that you know, those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. But those he, and moreover, those he predestined, he also called. Brethren, holy brethren, partakers of the, you can't be a brethren without a calling. (laughs) Hallelujah. We are partakers. We are not partakers coming to partake in communion. We are not coming to partake in breakthroughs. It's all part of it. But originally, you know what we are? We are the, the reason why we get the breakthrough healings and all those things is because we are partakers of something bigger. And that big thing is a calling. And it's not an ordinary calling, it's a heavenly calling. So, hallelujah. You should be walking in town with just uh, who uh, you may not have all the money, but you know what? I'm a partaker of the heavenly calling. Hey, I'm a partaker of the holy call. Somebody, some people say she was called to the bar, and suddenly they feel very powerful, important. Yes, because I've been called to the bar. I've been called to the, the bar, to the bar, toward the bar, 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 bar. But we have been, we have a heavenly calling to partake of the life of Christ, the nature of God, the life of God. That's what we partake. <laughs> Hallelujah. Therefore, holy brethren, partake. Of the heavenly calling. 
Let me just say something short about heavenly. Say heavenly. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews tries to, oh, before I go there, I wanted to talk about Moses. Because chapter 3 is about Moses. The early part about Moses. Probably, which one do you want today? Heavenly or the Mosesly? Time will not permit us to have both. Heavenly. The heavenly calling. In, in Philippians chapter 3, verse... 14 is, uh, it says, Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, a very interesting text. Uh, I press towards the goal of the prize uh, of the upward call. King James said, High calling. I'm called. High calling. Heavenly calling. Now, because Hebrews was written to the river, uh, the book of Hebrews is for the where the river crosses. Let me show you what we've crossed from. We have crossed from under the law into grace. Amen. We have crossed from flesh into the spirit. Amen. We have crossed from earthly things to heavenly things. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you understand that? No, 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 no. Heavenly. So we, it's trying to say that, you see, the Old Testament, the priest, the law, everything is dead. That's amazing. But now it's a heavenly one because the tabernacle was an earthly tabernacle. But when you, as we go through Hebrews, you will find out that Jesus has actually entered a heavenly sanctuary. Heavenly. Let me show you a few things. So he's kept talking about heavenly, 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 heavenly. In chapter 4, verse 14, you can write those ones down. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, it talks about heavenly. It talks about how uh, who has passed, Jesus has passed through what? The heavens. Talking about our high priest, he's passed through the heavens. Our high priest has passed through the heavens. In chapter 6, verse 4. In chapter 6, verse 4. For it is impossible for those who have uh, once enlightened and have tasted what? The heavenly gifts. Heavenly gifts. In chapter 7, verse 26. Chapter 7, verse 26, for such a high priest was fitting for us, holy, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separated from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. heavens. So Jesus Christ, earlier on what we read, he says that he, he has passed through the heavens. Now he says he has become higher than the heavens. And then our, we ourselves, what we hear, we find out, is that we are partakers of the heavenly gift. Heavenly, say heavenly. Heavenly. Chapter 8, verse 5. Chapter 8, verse 5. It says that who serve the copy of the shadow of the heavenly things. See the heavenly things, though. Sometimes we are made to live as though everything is about now. No, everything is not about now. Heavenly things. In chapter 11, verse 16, I like that. Chapter 11, verse 16. Chapter 11 said, but now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Talking about the fathers. They're just not focusing their attention on it. I'm just trying to draw somebody's attention to the fact that heavenly, heavenly, heavenly. It keeps talking about heaven. It keeps talking about Hebrews because it's trying to let us know we are heavenly people. Amen. We are not, we are heavenly. In fact, in Colossians, let me move out of Hebrew, come back to Hebrew. In Colossians chapter 3, I like that one anyway. Colossians chapter 3, hmm. I can't wait to come to the apostle. He was sent from God to us with God. And high priest, sent from us to God with us. <laughs> Colossians chapter 3 verse 1, it says that, uh, 
if then you were raised with Christ, seek things which are above, where, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Where is that? Heavenly places in heaven. Verse 2, verse 2, look at verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Right. Oh, that's where we are. We are heavenly people. We are heavenly people. Verse 3. For you died and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse 4. Where, uh, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear. So you as yourself, eh? You shouldn't be living your old kind of life. Live, your, live the new kind of the life of Christ. Then when Christ appears down, what he has made you actually should appear as well. Amen. But heaven, he says, set your mind on things above, heavenly things. Say heavenly. heavenly. Why? Because we are heavenly people. We are not just earthly. So in Hebrews, he, he helps, draws our attention to the things of heaven. Things of heaven where Christ is seated. So he talks about heavenly gifts. Talks about heavenly calling. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we, um, in what was the last scripture I quoted in Hebrews? 11 16. A, a, a heavenly country. And then I like this one. You like it too. I know you do. Are you ready for that one? Yes. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Woo! Heavenly Jerusalem. <laughs> but you have come to, you, you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. The what? And then what? The what? The what? We are heavenly people. Come to the heavenly Jerusalem. Look at verse 23. So heavenly Jerusalem, verse 23, verse 23 is that in the general assembly of the church for whose name are registered in heaven. Your, your um, um, registration, you have actually registered. If you drive a car in town and the Pick your number plate and they can't find your DVLA. This car is dangerous car. Dangerous car. In the same way, you can be going to church. Your mother gave birth to you in church. She actually um, delivered you in church in, the, in front of the altar. <laughs> yeah, during praise and worship, you came out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So... Um, you came out during praise and worship. It doesn't make you registered Christian. You are not registered. They don't know you. Angels come. Your name, you are not, your uh, DNA, the DNA, the specific identification code is not on the DNA database of heaven. You are not heavenly. You are just one of the common, common people who have been commonized by sin on earth. But it doesn't matter where you are coming from, your background, the sins you've, you used to commit and stuff like that. As soon as you give your life to Jesus, I couldn't say heavenly voters register because we don't vote. This whole voting thing is not heaven, it's earthly. We are citizens of, citizens of heaven. Heavenly, that's why we seek a heavenly country. We are in the innumerable company of angels and we, are, we have come to heavenly Jerusalem and then uh, we, we, our names are registered in heaven. And then the last one, verse 25, he said there's a warning from heaven. God is warning you from heaven. And in Hebrews chapter, in, uh, chapter 12, verse 25, watch this. Verse 25, it says that, death, verse 25, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who, uh, escape who refused him who spoke on earth. You see, the earth has come. 
earth has come, um, uh, much more shall we, shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. There's warning coming from heaven. Hey, hey, don't move around any. Hey, hey. Don't go there. Hey, don't move that man. Hey, don't gossip about the pastor. Hey, there's a warning. Hey, don't gossip about Jenny boy. Hey, don't steal the money. Hey, pay your tithe. Hey, pay. Oh, I, I think I have to say that one word. Pay your tithe. Pay your tithe. Hey. <laughs> Yes, 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 build me a house. Build me a house. And it's a warning and a message from heaven. We take orders from heaven because we are the heavenly people. And we have a high priest who is in heavens. He has passed through the heavens. Because we are the heavenly people, even though we see ourselves on earth. Heaven, listen, when we go to heaven, there's no time. But because of time on earth, I gotta rest my case. <laughs> Did you receive something at all? Somebody put your hands together for the Lord and shout hallelujah. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.